Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, we have a very profound statement that is often memorized by many Christians of what Jesus did for us and what it means to us. Here is how it reads. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The death of Christ on the cross is for the Christian, the one who has placed their trust in Christ, their own death. Jesus died for me, but when in Jesus having died for me, I also have died with him. I have been crucified with Christ, and by the way Paul speaks of this, this is something that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus died. Christians often may speak about crucifying themselves with Christ. I put myself to death in some sense. And there is some way that is spoken of in the New Testament. Here in Galatians, when Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, he's speaking about the death of Christ himself, the moment in history when the Son of God gave up his life for the sake of sinful humanity. A true believer sees the death of the Messiah as their own death. And Paul feels about it this way. Very often when we speak about trusting God, believing in God, we think about it as something purely mental. Yes, and so faith is something to do with the mind. Believe is to be convinced in the mind. And that is truly and genuinely an aspect of faith. I must, in the things I believe, be genuinely convinced in my mind. But faith is more in the Bible. Faith has to do with trusting. When I place my trust in God, I am saying that I am relying no longer on my own abilities, my own devices, my own capacities for accomplishing things, but I am relying entirely on God, His power, what He is able to do for me, what He has already done for me. So, such is a statement here in in Galatians 2, verse 20, when Paul says, The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Among many Christians, this expression, living by faith, is taken to be something other than the way the Bible uses it. Often, we have um, missionaries who live by faith. By that, what is meant is that their support is not guaranteed by anyone, not by a church or a mission organization. They just hope and trust in God that God will provide. It's not incorrect to use the expression this way, but this is not sort of the biblical notion of living by faith. Rarely is living by faith spoken of purely of those who are relying God for financial resources. 
No, every Christian is to live by faith. That is, our life is to be centered on our confidence in God. The just shall live by faith. Living by faith is a prescription for those who have to come to God and have placed their confidence in Him, obtaining their righteousness from God. A righteous person trusts in God, which means that in all of life's circumstances, I trust God for my ultimate well-being. Any moment in life you can look at any part of the world, there are all kinds of dangers and calamities being posed before people. And it is possible to be intimidated by these, to be threatened by these. Our own individual circumstance of life, often we are afraid of what tomorrow holds. Living by faith means that, yes, I may have uncertainties and fears, and yes, situation might look bleak, but I am turning to God, and I am trusting Him, and I will place my confidence in the goodness and the power and the grace of God to do what is right for me. In Paul, this concept of living by faith goes much further. It is the principal contrast between his former outlook of living before God and his current outlook of living before God after he came to know Christ. In the former life, it was living under the law, according to the law. And now it is living by faith. He came to understand that to have a right standing before God, to get true righteousness, it is not by keeping various regulations, but by trusting God. And he did so by coming to God through Christ. Now life is to be lived by faith. God is real every moment. Every choice of life is to be made and judged in the light of what is pleasing to God. His purpose for living is now to carry out fully the will of God in every aspect of it. So, he died when Jesus died in regard to everything he was before, everything that he was in himself, everything he was in his weakness. Christ now lives in him. To anyone who comes to God through Christ, this is the option and the possibility. Christ now lives in the believer. I can come to Christ and look at the cross as the place of my death in my sin and my rebellion and all that is hostile to God. And God comes into my life. Christ comes into my life. The Spirit of God comes into my life and enables me to live for Him. It's a new life. So the new life through faith is lived by faith. Faith is at the heart of the new life in Christ. We live it by trusting Him. Living by faith doesn't mean that there is no place for discipline, uh, routine, and other things in life. It seems pretty clear, even from reading St. Paul's epistles, that he had probably a discipline of prayer, set times in the day perhaps where he prayed. Living by faith does not mean we do not engage in other things, but living by faith does mean that our life is now centered on the reality of God who has revealed himself to us in Christ.
So as he thinks about his new life, he says, I live by faith in the Son of God. This is what truly gives me life, not the keeping of the law. It is not able to enliven me. It shows me where I fall short, but I live through faith in the Son of God. That has given me life. And the Son of God is someone who loved me and gave himself for me. It's the amazing message of the gospel. God loves us. He has loved us. He has demonstrated his love for us. The cross is central. The cross should become central to our own concept about God. God manifests his great kindness and the goodness of his disposition toward humanity through the gift of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for people, who died for sinners like you and me on the cross. And it was not just the gift of God, it is the self-giving gift of the Son of God himself. St. Paul here would say, the Son of God who loved me. Sometimes it is possible to hear the gospel, read the Bible, hear these things, and view all of this transaction on the part of God in purely generic terms. God loved the world. God loved people. God loved humanity. What about God loves you? God loves me. What about Christ died on the cross out of his love for me? Really? Yes. See, Saul of Tarsus did not come to Christ for many years, even after Christ had died on the cross. He was ignorant of him. He was actually hostile to him. He was persecuting Christians, working against the gospel. But on that glorious, wonderful day on his journey to Damascus in his pursuit of Christians, Christ reveals himself to Paul. That changes his whole perspective. It changes his whole perspective of his own history. Now that Christ has commissioned him to be an apostle, he views, in fact, the role of God in his life as having set him apart from his birth itself, from his mother's womb, for the sake of the gospel. And Christ's love is no less because Paul met him later in his life and not earlier. Christ had died for him. And that love was personal. Even when he was ignorant of it, Christ's love existed for him. The Son of God who loved me, he says, and gave himself for me. Christ's work on the cross of offering himself as a sacrifice was not something clinical. Clinical in the sense that it meets the justice of God and it atones for guilt and now it can be applied for the benefit of sinners who believe and they can be saved with no feeling or emotion or attachment involved. This is not the case. Jesus died for me because he loved me. He gave himself for my sake because of his love. And I should be motivated, moved by this love to respond. And that message comes to you today. Christ died for sinners and he is inviting you to trust him, to come to him, and to believe in him, and to respond saying, thank you, Jesus, for loving me 
and giving yourself for my sake. Paul continues in verse 21 of Galatians 2. He says, I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Christ died then in vain. Paul says, if Jesus died for me and that was necessary for my salvation, then I'm not going to rely on the works of the law for salvation. I'm not going to regress from faith into law-keeping as a means of salvation. Here's where many well-meaning people go wrong. And it is understandable. The Judaizing zeal is understandable. After all, it's not God who gave the law. Paul will later in Galatians address this question, why did then God give the law if it is not meant to be forever? And we will come to that, the Lord willing. And many Christians would say, did not God give the Ten Commandments? Yes, he did. Not only the Ten Commandments, everything in Scripture. So what is wrong with trusting and also attempting? And it is a logical contradiction and also a misunderstanding of purpose. Christ is sufficient. If he did everything for my sake, then I do not need to add to it. I shouldn't have a mindset. I shouldn't have a mental framework of living where I am thinking, oh, it's not enough what Christ did. I must also do X, Y, and Z so that I am safe. This is not the correct understanding. Do not make the grace of God to be worth nothing. Do not nullify it. Do not make the death of Christ to be of no purpose. If I'm relying on my own works, then why did Christ die? The gospel is never. You need Christ, but also you should help yourself, or you should help yourself to be saved, but that's not quite enough, so for full measure, get Christ. No, Christ is the full measure. Christ is the full measure. He has done everything necessary. Do not make the grace of God, the free gift of salvation, to be of zero value. Do not make the death of Christ to be of zero value. Trust in Him and Him only for salvation. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.